Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spirit Switchboard. I am your host, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7. Thanks for joining me here today. I um, And we're just going to jump right into it because I know that there's going to be a lot to talk about today. So t- on today's show, we have uh, Paul and Angela Johnston. They are researchers and investigators. Um, They look into the paranormal activity across the United States in homes, businesses, uh, deep backwood country, which I have got some questions about that. That, oh yeah, lots of questions. So ghosts, Bigfoot, Dogman, you name it, they're looking for it. And you may know them from their podcast, Ghost Talk Haunted Locations, or their YouTube series, History and Hauntings. So please welcome to the show, uh, Paul and Angie. Do you want to be called Angie? You can call me whatever. (laughs) That's so funny. So like I have I have four kids and I and I'm so used to I mean my oldest is 30 now and my baby is almost 19 but butt mom yeah you could call me KL Carrie Lynn Carrie butt mom <laughs> you just get to the <laughs> point where you answer to any of it right yes exactly definitely well thank you thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show I was watching I'll tell you the clip that I saw and then it was really like, I really hope that you guys will say yes and come on. It was the clip, Paul, with you getting your ear tugged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. listening to Angela laughing is oh. what, like, <laughs> I'm like, let's watch this again 10 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think what it, what it was, was I normally don't get startled during investigations. And right. being touched and went my reaction I think caught her off guard and she just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have a whole folder of don't put that on the internet from him. <laughs> that could be its own series. Right. That's what I said. I was like, but that's great stuff. And he's like, nope, that's our little secret. That's going to be between us. <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes those secrets don't stay secret for very long at all not to say it i won't say (laughs) i just we're just let's just just have some stuff just us just you know like just us you know our moments you know and i'm I'm down for that so yeah and i 100% of us (laughs) you must need that too though i mean you're you're doing these adventures so you're traveling and you're working and you're creating content and just creating content is stressful in itself and then adding in um investigations which can be emotional and and physically exhausting like there's so many aspects to what you guys do that it's really a joy watching those videos and seeing how you interact and support each other in those as well too like I don't yeah, know. I'm sure that you have your bicker moments too, just like a regular couple. But I mean no, that that the support is Most there. The yeah, yeah, like it's like we share like half a brain cell each. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I just love that. I just gonna do a couple of hellos here to people that are are tuning in and watching with us. So hello, Wiz. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Hi, Contessa. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, Joanna. Thanks for watching, Julie. Thank you for being here. Hi, Donna Jean. Thanks for being here. 
can for those people who are just getting to meet you tonight, can you give us a little bit of your background? Like um, if the paranormal was always part of your journey, if it's something that you got into more together? So we have only been together for three years, three years now in January. Um, before that, we were both in a long-term marriage and we both got into the paranormal while we were with our other partner. Our other partner did not like the paranormal at all. You know, right. with, me, with me, I actually started getting, I, I put a team together because my ex-husband was having night terrors where he'd wake up screaming. And he would always say that, you know, there was this shadow guy at the foot of our bed. And so I got into it to do more research on shadow people. And the more I got into it, the more I was enjoying it. And so, uh, like, I just made a team with a bunch of people I worked with and rolled with it, just went full blast. <laughs> right. But Paul, he's been in it way longer than I Yeah, have. I got into it probably around 2000, I'd say 99, 2000. Right. Uh, it was me, me and my brother and a good friend of ours uh, basically looked for something to do on the weekends, you know, and being from New Orleans, it was plenty of haunted places to go to. Right. And uh, we got a hold of the, uh, I believe it was Victor Klein series. He wrote many books about hauntings in New Orleans. Right. So we picked the first edition, started going through the pages and started hitting places. And uh, so I was hooked funny. into that. Yeah. That's awesome. I know um, my friend and I, when we go out, we've actually used like a geocaching app before because like some of those geocaching apps, they look for those obscure places. So we were actually looking for like the older pioneer cemeteries and we found so many through a geocaching app. Like if you're finding any of those resources and starting off local is a great way, right? Like yeah, absolutely. knowing what's in your back door and then going from there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing that we really enjoy too is like we like finding the little <laughs> hidden treasure places, you know. Right. We, you know, at first, you know, I was all about the big places going to Waverly Hills, you know, um, Brushy Mountain State Pen uh prison, you know, like all the big ones. And then now it's like we're we're hitting all these little places and we're finding that these are really the little diamond in the rough because right? you know, the spirits in these places you know, have not been communicated with every person like that's into the paranormal, you know, so it's new to them. So they're, they're, yeah. we're trying to reach out to them and they're trying to reach out to us. And it, it's just, it's, you know, it's newer for them. Right. They have their own story to tell. And yeah. everybody goes to the big places and these small places, these, these spirits, they were people once too that are trapped or not trapped, but in, in limbo yeah. you know, the way we see. It. And they wanted, they want to, talk to somebody you want to communicate yeah. too and most of the time we find the smaller places are more active than the bigger places i agree with you and it's i feel it's our intention our intention and why we do this and and the energy that we're bringing to those places that maybe a comfort level for those spirits to to want to communicate or open up with us and if you continue to go to those places it's like building a friendship with them almost right like yes absolutely and i like what you just said about, you know, like what you bring into a place, I 100% agree with that because so many times people are going into locations and yelling, oh, it's a demon and yelling at the spirits, you know, and we watch YouTube channel after YouTube channel of people doing that. Like, 
they have forgotten who they're talking to. These are human beings that have mm-hmm. passed away. These are people's relatives. These are ancestors. And they're just going in there, disrespecting the location, disrespecting these people. And like, that's just a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> yeah, that was actually something that I had wrote down to talk to you guys about because that respect level, even if you were um, like deep woods backpacking, if you are camping, there is um, like unspoken etiquette as well too, right? And and oh, absolutely. absolutely, right? Respect nature. Yeah, respect, like you have to respect nature. Leave leave the area better than where you know what you you came into. Yeah. You know, um, like I'm big against littering and you know, uh, just taking care of nature. You know, being like like you say, you're. I don't. Don't go in too close to Buffalo, right? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> let them have their space. You know, right. don't don't listen to Angela. Run up yeah, to I, that's, that was the first time one of our expeditions uh, of Buffalo was in the field and. She's like, got to get closer. You got to get closer. You got to get a good picture. Get a good I picture. said, well, I'm, not, I'm only going to get a little bit closer. I want to stay no. close. Yeah. But yeah. And, but know. he did get a great picture of the buffalo pooping. Though. Yep. He was pooping at the time. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Those are great stories, right? Yeah. We're just going to say hello to some more people. So you have um, Shane Miller here supporting you guys, saying these guys Hi, are the Shane. best. Hi, Corey. Thank you for being here. Hello, Michelle. Thank you for being here. Oh, that's fun, Tanya. I hope you guys have a good night doing your tour at Castle Kilbride. Hello, Siobhan. Thank you for being here. Rose, sorry. Um, and when you're backpacking, like when you guys go deep woods backpacking, it's, it is about knowing the land and respecting the land that you're on. And it's also, um, you know, I was taught that you leave wood for the next people that come in case they get there late and they're tired as well too. So you're having to respect the people that are coming after you as well too. So I, yeah. I think about that when you're going like on locations as well too. A lot, a lot of the places we go, we go like the deep woods though there's nobody coming out right there's nobody <laughs> oh there's yeah that's awesome. we go we go, we go, we go like, way into the yeah. woods we're, we're like uh um, that's fun. at least at least a mile in from civilization when I mean, we go we go pretty far in yeah uh, it's just right. because same thing with like like ghost ghost hunting you know you don't want the contamination exactly. so we get as far away from civilization as possible uh just so we don't have contamination with our investigations yeah. Right. But I mean, I know a lot of Bigfoot sightings are by main roads and hiking trails. So, you know, I don't I don't, you know, put down anybody that just does that, you know, takes the trail and looking for Bigfoot. But we do like to take it into the the deeper parts of the the woods in a national forest. You're looking for bedding where they bed down. You're looking for tracks where they cross streams. You're not going to find that where you got a lot of people because just the movement no. of people went away mm-hmm. all the all the tracks. So I it's, mean, it's kinda... and not only that, but you also, you know, if you do get a print, if it's somewhere that nobody is walking, it's a bigger deal than if you get a four, size fourteen footprint, you know, over there on a trail. You know, I mean, yeah. Paul wears fourteen. It's not a, it's not as big of a deal as people put it out, you know, because his he's not, you know, they have to choose up to eighteen. Right. So I mean, they do have big footed people. So I mean, if you find that in the middle of nowhere where people are not charting, then you know it's 
it's a different story than if you find that in a state park or on a nat, you know, a nature trail. Right. So do you, have you, um, Angie, was that something that you had done prior or is adding those backpacking, uh, you know, investigations, deep woods, something that happened when you uh, got together with Paul? It, it was a, during the time that we were, we were friends and I had just left my ex-husband. I moved in with my dad and my dad, I really didn't have a true relationship with my dad until after my divorce and I moved in with him. And that's when I really got to know my dad. He is actually a Bigfoot hunter. Like he spent my whole childhood not being a dad, but running after Bigfoot, dragging my little brothers. My brothers had to sleep in tents for months at a time, you know, just, you know, he's like, well, you know, you kind of got lucky. I didn't drag you. I was like, yeah, but I was the one kid that probably would have enjoyed that. The other ones didn't like yeah. it, <laughs> but you yeah, know, yeah. so I, so I actually, you know, got to spend a lot of time with my dad while I was living with him and talking about his stories and his adventures. And, and he's the one that made me think, okay, well maybe Bigfoot is possible. Cause I was into ghosts, but Bigfoot was just, kind of, or, you know, any kind of, I mean, right. I even was looking for dog man in, um, in um, the Rougarou, but I really was like, I don't know about Bigfoot. You know, there's a lot of sightings, but I don't know. But listening to my dad's stories of the ones he saw, you know, and then starting to join groups and listening to other stories. But it wasn't until we ended up going out west. We went um, camping for four months straight out west. And, um, you know, to different locations. And one of the locations we went to was uh, the Medicine Bow National Forest. And Where's it was, that? That's in Wyoming. Wyoming. It's south okay. Wyoming, and then it goes into northern Colorado. Gotcha. So yeah. So we, we have listeners like, from like that are international from all over the place. And I'm from outside Toronto, Ontario. So I don't know where some of these places are. Oh, so okay. thank you yeah, so you much know. for telling us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're in Wyoming in the national forest and it's like super thick and we're just going over these, these big mountain hills and we're looking at all these, like, you, you could, you know, it's millions and millions of acres of uncharted area. So we are like, I, I think, I think Bigfoot's real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's... so we decided to, to camp there and, 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 you know, we've heard tree knocks. We've we've heard, we, we've heard you know howls we couldn't explain. Um, we've seen tree structures that have been folded into each other. We've had people bring us fur. Yeah, we've had we've had uh, a squash man from Indiana and let us uh, have some of the hair that he thought was Bigfoot's hair that oh, that's we wild. Yeah. Um, and it's just we we just really enjoy probably the sasquatching more than actually even ghost hunting sometimes. Yeah, there's more of a thrill. Yeah, you get to be out in nature. You get to be out in nature. Yeah. You get to smell the smells, hear the sounds, and it's just it's, it's I don't know. It's more satisfying. Do you feel the longer you can be out, the more maybe acclimated? a Sasquatch would be towards you and, and wanting to like curious of you and wanting to make an, 
uh, contact in some it's way? Possible. They spent a lot of time in uh, Silverton, Colorado, which is South Colorado, which is all, it's all mountains. I mean, you get down there, there's, there's actually a pass called Million Dollar Highway that just goes through the mountains. Right. And Silverton sits down in the valley. And we spent, what, two weeks in Silverton? We spent two weeks in Silverton. And uh, you hear the sounds, you, you, you know, the tree knocking, the howls. Um, we never were approached by Bigfoot. So mm. I don't know, maybe we stayed a couple months, maybe. I mean, I would say, like, people, you know, you see people in Alaska, people up in Montana, you know, that live there. They have their interactions with Bigfoot. You know, so if we were, yeah. I, I, I could see that. I could see if you're there for a long period, like maybe years, yeah. where they get right. acclimated. It, it just, I just believe they're skittish creatures. They know mankind. They know what we're capable of. You know? Well, and wouldn't they, the word that I kept thinking about you guys today too, when I was, you know, thinking about the, the segment coming up was nomad. You know, like you guys kind of go all over the place. And, and that's why I kept thinking about you guys are like these um, paranormal yeah. nomads. Yeah, before, before um, me and Paul became official, when we were just friends, because we actually, like I said, we, we, we met three years ago, but uh, we went on a date and we had a really good time. And then he says it's the second date, but I'm pretty sure it was the first it's date. <laughs> then he, then he, I caught feelings he, and she pushed me back no, into the friend zone. He, he like sent me this like super long text message saying how he has all these feelings for me. And I'm like, whoa, dude. Whoa. We're just friends. <laughs> so, Come yeah. on. That's some emotional intelligence there that needs to be appreciated. Yeah. yeah so I didn't appreciate him at first. Uh, at first <laughs> we're, we're, now, we're now friends. I'm friend zoning you. I still want to hang out with you. And we went to dinner like twice a week, um, but we paid Dutch and so would not let him pay for me. <laughs> and and we just we just became best friends in the next six months. And then one day we're doing he went to the graveyard with me. I was doing voodoo dolls and we got some some dirt from the graveyards and moss from the you know trees in New Orleans. And we're sitting there making voodoo dolls. And I look over at him and I'm like, man, I'm falling in love with this man. <laughs> and um, and so, so like, just like with ghost hunting and paranormal investigations, you have to have a lot of patience. Paul, you needed to have the patience and look at the long term game. Sure. And just ride it out. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed her company. And it, that was, that was awesome. it. I, I just like being around her. Yeah. She came around. Yeah. <laughs> came to yeah. Sense. I came around. <laughs> it's a great it's a great story. Like it's it's a great part of your journey and and that adventure, right? The adventure story yeah. of you guys and 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 what you're but doing for, now is great. For that 6 months I was planning on leaving. I think I was going to leave in like September, you know. I I had a career, you know, I was making really good money. I was ready to I threw it all away because I was going to go do van life. You know, I was, I, I had my van decked out. I was ready to go. And, you know, like I, I was on the road and he said he was going to meet me. Well, I ended up leaving three months earlier. Mm -hmm. And so he said he was going to meet me in September. Well, I made it, I made, cause we're in new Orleans and Louisiana now. And I made it to Colorado, spent two weeks in Colorado over in Pueblo. And then I went up to Cheyenne, Wyoming and then I called him. I was like, you need to come now. <laughs> my car, my van's not working right now. Yeah, I need now. you to come now. I can't even drive this thing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a mechanic by trade. So, gotcha. so yeah, so I, I'm her mechanic. 
So, so you need to come down. <laughs> it so just maybe, works. The skill sets yeah. blend and balance each other out. It's awesome. So he quits his job, hacks everything he owns in his van, and he don't even make it out of out of Louis. No, right out of right you got Texas. the Texas, Texas border and totaled the van. And, and some car hit him, totaled the van. So he calls me up and I'm like, so you're gonna be late. I said, no, I just gotta find a rental car. <laughs> but no, I, you know, and he had, we had uh, a dog named Chunk, and Chunk was sitting on, on my shoulder. Tell, tell, tell her how like Chunk was. He was on my shoulder. He's he was in little the, dog. He was in, he was a little chihuahua. He was in the seat. Mm. He got hit. I spun out. I look, he's on my shoulder like a parrot, like <laughs> shaking. And uh, yeah, the, the, nobody got nobody got hurt, but the yeah, well, I got hurt. Pretty... I, got, I, mean, I got a little glass in my arm, and they you know. okay, he, he got hurt, <laughs> but yeah, but, so and your hard. chihuahua was safe, chunk was safe. Oh, yeah, chunk is absolutely good, chunk safe. is perfect. But chihuahuas he, uh, are the best. I have a chihuahua yeah. pug, her name but is he, Nora. He's a chihuahua <laughs> min pen mix, so he's really super cute. <laughs> oh, fun. My but Nora is a potato. <laughs> we had to let our one of my best friends adopt him because of the fact that we travel so much and he started getting arthritis so it was just when we when we backpacked he just couldn't keep up yeah. anymore and she had three female dogs so he just hit the jackpot right. uh rose was just asking i th i just want to make sure rose that we're asking in the right um so she's asking, do you guys deal with the paranormal? So I'm not sure, uh, Rose, maybe you can clarify if you need help people out with their hauntings, if they feel like they have a haunted house or if they're, if you're asking about the investigations. Yeah, we, we do paranormal investigations, but we really don't do home investigations. Right. Or if we do, we don't, we don't help spirits cross over. Okay. Uh, we believe that. Uh, they're there for a reason. Um, we, I mean, if if, the, if somebody asks for help, we can point them in the right direction, like a psychic right. medium or somebody. But we don't have the gifts to cross cross them over. Cross them over. I mean, right. we we go burn sage in somebody's house and do a cleansing. But in our beliefs, that spirit is just once the energy builds back up, it's just going to come back. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, and yeah, you don't know, know what somebody's yeah. doing in the house or the things that they're bringing in, or like on a daily, like there's there's other um, factors that play into yeah. why those things are happening in a house too, right? Yeah. I yeah, I definitely think like attachments and like par like uh spiritual parasites get on people, and you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. they'll bounce off and go away. But I just think. You know, I, we don't have the ability to help them. So we don't do, unless it's going in there and saying, hey, we're going to check your ghost out and talk to them. You know, then we, it's not anything going to be, yeah. we're going to cleanse their house. I mean, we're looking for evidence. We're yeah. looking for uh, things we can bring people and say, hey, this exists. Yeah. You know, right. we're looking for positivities of, 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 of you know, evidence. We, yeah. So whatever's going on in somebody's house, we can help them prove that they're not crazy. You know, people say all the time, oh, I think I'm going crazy. We can come in there yeah. and say, hey, look, you know, yeah. we're experiencing the same stuff. You're not going crazy. Here's what we've caught. Yeah. You know, here's the proof. Yeah. Are you really pulled to those historical places? I love architecture and historical places and um, 
uh, property land that has a lot of history and stories attached to it. I'm is going that mainly to plantation homes. For some reason, I guess growing up down south is I, I feel at home, I guess mm. you could say, like, like very comfortable in a plantation. So, we do, do some plantations. I think you do more better in like Victorian houses. She, she's more drawn to places like that. Do you feel locations can call to us? Do you think that they can almost summon us uh, on an uh, energetic I level? So. I believe so. And I think a lot of it is is imprinted in our genetics. Um, you know, not necessarily reincarnation. I know Angie believes in reincarnation. I believe in, in uh, information being transferred through your genetics. So if, say, your great-grandmother and her family lived in a Victorian home, per se, that is a genetic imprint into you. So mm. when you go to these places, you can feel that comfortableness in that right. location. And, I, and being from the South, my family's from the South, you know, we've been on plantations. So I think that that's why I'm drawn to plantations is because it's just in my genes. It's, it's imprinted right. in me. And do you feel, have you been to locations where it's really felt strong, like um, that, more than other places? Is there one location that has had that very strong connection for you? I don't, I don't find for me that one over another had a really strong connection there. I mean, I I've gone to places where one time I'll go and I've had like extreme paranormal activity and another time I'll go and it's just silent. So, I mean, as, as far as any connection to me, no, I haven't felt that. I mean, no, you I, said the Myrtle's Plantation for you. Yeah, when I first started going to the Myrtle's Plantation, I felt I felt uh, like a strong draw to it, like um, like a friendliness, almost like an at-home kind of feel. Right. Um, but I get to, I actually get that in the, in the cemeteries in New Orleans, too. You know, mm. so it's not, uh, I think it's more of, the souls or the spirits that inhabit the place, I think, because right. I'm more of a path, so I can I can kind of feel on on the comfortability, and I know like when we go on investigations, it's the younger spirits are more attracted to me. Like I'll get more interaction with the children. Okay. I'll tugged, I'll get you know stuff like that. I get my shirt untucked, like at Myrtle's, my shirt got untucked, and it's always and, food, and my hair sticking, yeah, and they play with my hair. So Do you I, have I, a. I, a short clip about the hair on your arms going yeah. up on, on the site. And uh, is it uh, the theater? Could you? It was that Victorian. It was uh, yeah. Oxana Victorian. Yeah, it's actually right. on our, our first episode of History and Haunting, the History and Haunting of the Oxana Victorian. And we have it on there, too. Yeah. But you have a, a <laughs> short clip of a small spirit that goes really fast behind those chairs. Yeah. And I thought that, that was at the theater too. Like that's at the theater. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I watched that one about 10 times today too. Yeah, yeah. that that <laughs> like, said, come check this out. And I'm like, oh no, it's probably just a flashlight. And then like as we're looking at it and we slow it down, you could actually see the arms and the legs. Yeah, you can and see it, it duck behind the yeah. chair. Yeah. And um but yeah. we we matched it up and we did a good job. And we we do evidence. We don't post anything. Yeah, and that we can just explain away. So yeah. we have different cameras set up, especially with that one. We had three cameras set up. That was only caught on one camera. The other camera was set on us, and we were setting up to go live yeah. at the time. So, um, so I mean, 
you know, when we were looking at that one, I thought maybe it was the flashlight, but I mean, when you slow it down, you can tell it's not, it's not any kind of light. It's just a, a little figure running. And yeah. tonight, tonight we're actually uh, premiering at seven, our, you second know, trip. That was the second our trip. second time to the theater. Right. And so we, uh, one of the people we went with caught an apparition on that one too. Yeah, so that'll be shown tonight. Yeah. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Same and place. That's the History and Haunting, the History and yeah. Haunting series on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time tonight, that is a uh, that is airing. So. It's going to be premiering. Yeah, premiering. Yeah, that's awesome. Just going to put these up. Hi, Janet. Thanks for being here tonight. I'll never not see spirit. I'm with you on that. Having had this ability since I was little. Yeah. I don't know, you know, which is worse, you know, being in a paranormal field and not being able to see them or having to see them all the time. <laughs> um, I, but you know what? I think it's just is what it is for each of us. Right. And yeah. I, I mean, I feel that people that do paranormal investigations for any length of time, your intuitive sixth sense kicks in. Like you, you'll oh, yeah. know when an energy, no different than if you walk into a room where somebody has been fighting, you know, when they've been arguing, it feels heavy in the air and you just know you've walked into something. Right. So I when you're, that. yeah, I think that our intuitive abilities uh, strengthen the more that we do paranormal investigations. I, I, I can't, or I shouldn't speak for you, but you can, you know, chime I, I, in on your thoughts. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, and you know, like we'll we'll stop to go do big footing or something else, and then like it'll calm down, and then we get back into it again, and then the activity at our own house will start picking back up. They start getting more curious about us again. So it's kind of weird. It's like it goes quiet and then it picks back right. up when we start getting uh like we we've done three investigations this year so far and then uh, one in December and and then one right before that and before that we were we were doing a lot of farming like we were doing homesteading for a little while and into that because we, we do a lot of different things yeah we, we're into a lot of things <laughs> and, and so you know like my chickens and my vegetables got most of our attention and we didn't travel as much um while we were saving up money and equipment and stuff because all that's expensive you know it is it really it, is and you have to have like um i i talk about this a lot when you decide to do paranormal investigations there you have to have a real passion for it it's a time investment it's a, a financial investment um energetically and physically you're putting yourself in a in a you know potentially vulnerable position as well too like there's there's a lot to it and it is not um as glamorous as as what some shows may make it out to be like you're just kind of sitting around for a long time it's it's without stuff hours for maybe yeah. 30 seconds of evidence yeah yeah, yeah. It's nothing like what TV shows. And that's why when we do ours, we, we share a lot of the history because what we do is not exciting. You know, we can't, you know, we can't just sell that. <laughs> you know, we can't just share, hey, look at this investigation while we sit around talking to ourselves all night. Yeah. 
these are what? the snacks and the third coffee run that we've just right. done. <laughs> and then after people, you know, yeah. people who've never been on an investigation, they don't understand the day after. Well, I, I, I call it the investigator's hangover. So you have the yes. next day and you feel so drained. It, 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 you get a headache. You get, I mean, it's, it's like being hung over. Yeah, it's like yeah. you've got severe dehydration. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I uh, I had me I do this thing called a morning porch post every day, and with my coffee, just a thought for the day. And uh, this week, one of the posts that I made was, uh, "Okay, today is like the speed of sloth, and I am having a psychic hangover. Yeah. And yesterday's session knocked me on my butt. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I I don't think that people are necessarily aware of that, but it it's it is a thing." A psychic hangover is a thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, even, even without abilities, if you're, if you're dealing with spirits all night, they're going to drain you. you. You know, they, 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 they pull an energy from every direction they can. They, yeah. they drain your batteries and your equipment. They drain the batteries in your body. You know, I, they, I get excited though, when the batteries <laughs> drain on equipment, I'm like, yeah, well, here we, we go. We, it was kind of aggravating <laughs> yeah, for the last it, one because- Well, when you're we, trying to film, it, right? it's really frustrating. I kept having to run and switch batteries four times that night. Yeah, it was really, at the theater, it was really bad. And I'm like, are you leaving again? He's like, well, the batteries are dead again. I'm like, well, maybe we should just stop filming. <laughs> but that's part of the evidence, right? Like that's part of the the evidence. And to me, sometimes I think it's the, the buildup before something's about to happen, you know? Uh, like Definitely. We'll see what happens. So, um, uh, Grar is just asking, do you think that a person's aura or colors attract spirits? You know, that's possible. I had an aura reading back probably 20 years ago. We had gone to a, uh, a psychic in New Orleans. And uh, basically, you put your hands on this device and it gives you an aura. Uh, I didn't know auras existed until I saw that. And um, I mean, they, she had pictures of different people on the wall. Some were red, some were purple, some were white. I think mine yeah. was like a light purple, whitest white purple was mine. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if if we can see in different, like we can see, you know, ultraviolet or we can see, you know, different shades of light. And there's some light we can't see, like infrared, we can't see with our physical eyes. But who's to say a spirit can, you know? What is, what is your aura to begin with? I mean, is the aura energy? Is it mm -hmm. like, you know, what, what it's energy it? that spills out from like energy centers inside that spills out from your physical body into that. And, I, and I would say 100% like any, like if you're bringing a good energy into a building, you're going to have a better, you know, better results with the spirits versus if you're like in a bad mood and grumpy um, because you are dealing with people. They're, they're human beings that have passed away. Yeah. So they had, they, they had their own personalities too. You know, they, you know, they had they, empathy and yeah, sympathy yeah. and everything so, else. Like, so you go in there acting like a jerk. They're, they're probably going to be a jerk bag. If you come into my house and you start yelling at me <laughs> yes, or treating or push me down the stairs too. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just uh, think that people don't have the right respect for spirits. Okay. Well, yeah, to answer the question, yeah, yeah I, I believe okay. it's possible that spirits yeah. can see yeah. your aura. Um, spirit medium Daniel is just commenting they are attracted to the soul. They come to those who have a brighter soul, though yeah, someone they know they can communicate with. Yeah. I would agree. And I think yeah. it has something to do with, like, different people can see on different levels of sight and hearing. Um 
like a certain amount of hertz for in you know, your vision a certain amount and i think people can see that can see spirits they just have like a broader sense of that where they they can see more than what the average person can see sure, it's kind of like a dog whistle yeah a dog can hear the whistle i agree <laughs> But I, I think yeah. certain people can can yeah. pick up on what other people can't because like I know when doing the, the test, you know, on high pitch, I I can't hear it at all. Low pitch, I can hear it really good, but I don't hear spirits. So I don't know if it's, you know, would be the opposite. Maybe they, they'd speak on the higher spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I, um, you know, when I'm teaching people about all this stuff, I always uh, encourage like it's inside eye outside eye inside ear and outside ear because sometimes you're picking it up on the inside right so yeah. it's, it's yeah, using the senses in in, in different in different absolutely. ways and and um sometimes that high-pitched ringing sound isn't really tinnitus sometimes it is those spirits just coming from a higher vibration right so you can ask them tone it down and step back and ask them to show you in a way what their message is in a way that you'll understand so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If they're yeah. wanting to show you. It's I think it's learning how to do the dance with them to meet them in the best way that they want to show you, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't see them, so I'm not sure, but I'll definitely try that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys do a great job getting evidence though. I mean, you certainly yeah. and you certainly approach it in such a comfortable way for them to want to connect with you. It's we not treat want to be treated yeah. if we were we, we can, a crossover. We can we we definitely are getting spirits that want to communicate with us. Um and with the evidence review, Paul sits there for hours and hours and like a lot of people skip that step, but you know, doing evidence review, he would sit there for hours and hours and hours going through we have seven cameras, right? Seven. Yeah. More than that, maybe we have more than that. No, we have five at the time, now and we now have we six. have seven. No, we have seven. Oh, two. Yeah. oh, that's right. The two new, yeah. So we have seven cameras, we have uh, three voice recorders. Like, there's a lot to go through, and you're talking about like, yeah. which two we're, we're there for two days. That's a lot of hours you have yeah. to go through. And like you said, you might only get 30 minutes of it, but that 30 minutes, yeah. like when you catch that spirit that's running through the hallway, you know, that's a big deal, you know, yeah. And it's that gold nugget that's like, okay, I guess we're going to do this again. <laughs> like, it was worth it. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you guys, do you guys tend to do investigations on your own or do you have a team of people? That was something that I noticed with you guys um, with the um, para unity. Like you guys seem to pop in with a lot of different people. Could you talk about that? Sure. We yeah, we do. We uh, we like to involve people that are like minded. Uh, we we have a lot of a lot of good friends in the paranormal community uh, that we just like hanging out with, you know. And there's people it that matters. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. A good a good good chemistry matters, especially when you're going into an investigation. Uh, we're we're picky, but not picky when we do investigations. Meaning that uh, uh, if you're known for being uh, troublemaker, I guess or you can say, or loud and obnoxious, yeah. we won't entertain you. But that, that's few and far between in the community. We find yeah. uh, a lot of people that we that we interact with uh, are the same as us. You know, they're cool, calm, collective. Uh, they're just looking for what we're looking for. We're looking for truth and evidence. That's, yeah, that's but, all, but also to. we, um, you know, like I said before, we like 
we were going to these huge places and these huge places want between like $1,200 and $2,000 a night, you know, so you really have to divide that with people, you know, we, we, you know, we, we can't just chuck out $2,000 and say, yeah, yeah, let's go investigate by ourselves. You know, I mean, we, we, you know, yeah. we'll keep it under 500 by ourselves, but anything over, we'll, we'll bring in a couple or two. Mm-hmm. So we, we try to. But everybody that we come in contact with and come with us, it's just like, yeah, well, we, become, we become good friends. You yeah, know? like we, yeah. we've, we've met a lot of good people. And we did a para-unity event last year with uh, Tim Coomer and George Shoplin, Kara Shoplin at the old, no. At, yeah, uh, it was the uh, Harriman. Uh, the, oh, his, the, the historic, historic Harriman Hospital, Hospital in That's Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, so we, we did a pair of unity. Everything that we made, we gave it back to the hospital, We other than the pizza oh, that we bought. Yeah. You know, so we just did it just a pair of unity, and everybody, everybody had a great time. It, it was a lot of people there, but not one person wasn't smiling. Not one person didn't catch something. Not one person said they had a bad time. It was good energy. It was nice, uplifting, positive mm-hmm. energy. Everybody was like, "Man, that was that was such a great time." When you, are you going to do it again next year? But you know, we, we decided we weren't going to do it again next year because it's a lot of money out of our pockets. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we do. We include as many people, you know, as we want. I guess you can say, you know, the smaller venues, we want the least amount of people for contamination purposes. You know, yeah. we are we are uh, para union, all about para unity, but we're also about catching, catching evidence, evidence. And, and and proving that the afterlife exists. So, yeah. and I I find which may sound super selfish on my part too. Uh, I'm taking time. I don't get a lot of time off. I I personally don't have a lot of days off. So on my days off, I still want to do that, but I'm doing it for my own, you know, enjoyment, my own passion. And so I am super careful and about who I want to spend that time with and, and that I want to have that positive experience and, and balance out, you know, what I bring to the table and what other bring, people bring to the table. So, I mean, I know that may sound kind of. No, no, no. Nice, we, we had to do that recently. We had an invite uh, or uh, it was a uh, uh, campfire, uh, campfire with some friends of ours in, up in, up in Kentucky. Yeah. And uh, we, we had to cancel. We had to, you know, decline because only get so many days off and we had an opportunity to go Bigfoot in that same weekend. So it's kind of like, you know, we can see our friends again. How many times are you going to see, you know, or catch Bigfoot? How many times are you going to get this opportunity? So, you know, we told them, hey, we're going to be up there. We, we plan on coming, just not at that time. So, yeah. we, you know, yeah. like yeah, it's, not, it's, but, it's I mean, being then, selfish, then, but at the same time, you, you have days off that you have to, yeah. you have to, uh, prioritize what yeah. you're going to use them for. Yeah. And then you got to fit in family time on top of that. Cause right. like we talked about, we have six children between us both. He has two sons. I have a son and three daughters. I have six grandkids that we share. So, I mean, you know, it takes you a know, lot. Like we got, we got to go. My son is about to move to Washington from California. So we're going to fly up there for a week and go visit for a week. And hopefully he's down with going to look for Bigfoot while I'm up oh, there. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Where's Grar? Where's the Wiz? He's uh, in Washington. So he talks about Sasquatch where he lives up in his area yeah. in Washington as well, too. Yeah. They're trying to get up um, the yeah. Over a state park. Yeah. When they said they were moving up there, I was like, oh, yeah, we're down. We're we're definitely it's, always, <laughs> it's always right there at the forefront, no matter what, right? Like, yeah, but um, the, the paranormal. But I'm just hoping like, out, of, out of the six grandkids, one of them following my footsteps, man. <laughs> They're not looking at it. They, they don't seem it. I'm thinking maybe the baby. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ed. Thanks for being here. So Ed is um, also has a, a network called the Rift Nation, and he has an online podcast called the Orion Effect on Sunday evenings as well, too. So thanks for, for doing the shout out. Oh. Ian. <laughs> Thank you. Uh -oh. There you go. We're down. There's your open invitation. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely. I mean, because you know, there's there's a big difference between the Bigfoot par uh, community community and the paranormal uh, community. The paranormal wants to talk about it. They want to talk about every experience they ever had. The Bigfoot is more hush hush. They don't want to share their 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 evidence. They don't want to share their you know, location, locations, especially location. It's they, like pulling teeth. It's like, yeah, hey, I saw Bigfoot. Where? <laughs> Tell us where. We want to know. Nope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Northern Ontario, um, along Lake Superior, Northern Ontario. And there's a lot of sightings up in that area as well, too. A lot of strange, high strangeness in, in that area. And that's, that's how I grew up too. My dad gives me a, a hard time. He's, I'm like, um, I just, I said, it would be fascinating to see a Bigfoot. And he's like, really? And he said, do you want to die by an angry Sasquatch? And I'm like, it would be an epic death, dad. It would just be epic. We heard noises. And she says, you just got to go investigate. And I said, you know, one of these days, Bigfoot's going to grab me and tear me to shreds. And she goes, as long as we catch it on camera, it'd be worth Great. <laughs> as long as those batteries are not dead, we're good. Exactly. <laughs> Edison, he'll talk your ear off. Bigfoot yeah. and Bigfoot sightings. UFO stuff yeah. as well, too, I add. Oh. Yeah, and then there, there's like the two different communities with Bigfoot, too. Like, uh, you believe uh, that, they, too, intimately. I, I, well, I like whenever I first started with my dad and was telling my dad, okay, maybe he is real, maybe he's interdimensional because I do believe in fairies and I do believe in, yeah. in you know, the, you know, a the different rooms. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Um, and I was like, well, maybe he's part of that world. And that's when my dad's like, no. <laughs> he's like, no, he's flesh and blood. And he'll eat you. Yeah. <laughs> my, you know, my dad's had run with him. And I, I don't know where I sit, which um, I think maybe just not having, I uh, maybe needing more experiences for me to, I'm open-minded about the whole thing about Bigfoot being interdimensional, but I don't know. I just kind of lean more to an indigenous belief system as well too, that it's, um, you know, they don't like humans and are very good at hide and seek and, yeah. you know, travel to follow their food sources and yeah, watch us and are very stealth like. Right. So yeah. I, I kind of lean in that direction. Yeah. yeah and then but I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, interdimensional would make a lot of sense. 
as to be why, why there's so many sightings but not evidence. Maybe. Uh, you know, I don't know. Cool. And But then there's that argument about underground tunnels and cave systems. And, well, then, you get into something, then you're on my level where you talk something about the reptilians and, and, and stuff like that's, that. You know, that's, that's more my, my realm. Let's so, chat. Yeah. <laughs> let's chat about it. Like, and, and that's part of all of it, right, is just having a sense of wonder, being open-minded to any of, of those uh, potentials, right? Oh, yeah. Ed is chiming in with the reptilians and asking you about it. Sure, inner earth, sure, sure. You see, my theory of reptilians, he, he, they keep saying the reptilians, reptilians. Before there was mammals, there was dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were reptile. So even though they were extinct, who's to say the reptilians become reptilian human-like? I mean, that, that's always been my thing. A hybrid? A hybrid, right, to where they became, you know, uh, human-like, but reptilians. Yeah, so, who knows? I mean, I'm that's, that's open to the conversations, right? Like we do what we do because yeah. we want to find out yeah. these, these answers. We travel. We try to find evidence. You know, even yeah. if it's elusive. Yeah, and then we in like when we went out west for four months straight. I mean, the whole reason why we we're doing that was to uh, investigate and research portals and other dimensions. You know, we were thinking that you know, portals could exist in these small mountain towns because you got mountains on both sides and, you know, like something in between. Yeah. We were doing a lot of investigating on that. So, And that's right. the best part that you could come up with a theory and then test it out and investigate it yeah. on, on, on your and own terms, right? Is just yeah, I'm going to answer Ed's question. Ed, so based upon evolution, if you believe in evolution or the biblical theory of, of you know Adam and Eve, well, if we go back on evolution, evolution, man broke off. So man went this way, Homo sapiens went this way, chimpanzee. So you had apes, monkeys. So you had a, a, a branch where man broke off. So no, I don't believe that reptilian people were birds. I think birds are a branch of the reptilian evolution. Oh. Okay, go. Let's see. Oh, I see somebody talking about the Wendigo. Man, yeah. we were supposed to get up to Minnesota. Yeah, we we still well, we're not going to talk about that because we're probably going to make a video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Wendigo, Wendigos. Yeah, we uh, video we to come. Our, we've we've done our uh, yeah homework on Wendigos. We actually have an area that we want to uh, yeah we that we want to investigate up north. Uh, is that going to be? Is that part of the documentary that you're wanting to do? That's a different. Yeah, this, a this different, is going to be different. Yeah. This is going to be more maybe further down the line, a year from yeah. now, two years from now. But yeah. we want to focus. There's going to be a time, um, not soon, but there's going to be a time where we're just going to focus on cryptids, Dogman, Wendigo, uh, Mothman, things like that. Mothman um, is a, I'm <laughs> down for Mothman too. Super interested in. Yeah, we go we go through our, our our little changes so before you know we don't get burnt out in anything like right now we're doing paranormal we are mainly focused on paranormal march and april we're just doing big flooding then we're going back to the paranormal in may and june yeah. and july july's a big one and then after that we're going back to um texas and yeah. doing the big pudding again big pudding. So we're going to big, kind big of bend. It up. big bend national park Def definitely all over the board. Yeah, we're just we're we're kind of all over this year. <laughs> but 
but that's awesome and that kind of balances it out too like do you because it is you do get physically exhausted those psychic hangovers and you need that redirect and fill your cup up in a different way so that you're okay with the other things as well too yeah, because we're, we're both that nature lovers, too. Yeah, yeah, we love nature. So we just like to get out in nature. And, yeah. like, we love national parks. We love national forests. We love wildlife loops where we can go see different kinds of wildlife. And, and I, you know, to comment on that, we're realists. We know we're not going to be able to do this forever. So we're trying to do as much as we can in the town right? that we have. Because we, we understand life is short. Mm-hmm. I mean, you right. know, you can be taken at any time so like just live your best life you know you've got to do what you want to do you know like you were saying earlier you felt like you're sometimes selfish but you got to you got to be selfish sometimes because this is your only life unless you get recycled and reincarnated (laughs) we'll just do that shout out for you daniel so uh spirit medium daniel is just i talk about all these things on my podcast beyond the veil with daniel jackson audio and video very cool We'll definitely check that out. And okay, so I just have, have you guys? I haven't either. Allegedly, created a portal and traveled into the future. Would be interested to see that. I would too. That's definitely interesting. We'll have to write that name down and check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We try and keep up with. with a lot a lot of stuff when we do a lot of research i mean we have people tell us all the time well you came prepared well yeah we do our homework before we before we investigate or we you know right. go anywhere you know i think we, for for me i try to not know like when i'm going to locations i need to not know so that i can go in blind and see what i'm getting and then have see, other like people to research. History. i like the history but i don't want to know the names i want to know you know what was here but don't tell me right. any names. If I could pick those names up. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. That's he, awesome. Uh, he don't want to know too much where I'll, I'll know it all. You know, like I'll go, I'll be looking through newspaper.com, ancestry.com. I'll know everything there is to know before I walk into a location, you know. Um, so he, he's the opposite. So we, we even ask the owners, you know, whenever they're, they're doing their interview or their tour with us, don't tell Paul anything. Cause he likes to pick up on stuff, you know, and tries to test his abilities. Yeah. I like to see what I pick up from him. But yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with coast to coast. Yeah. I have to check, uh, check that out. Yeah. I've heard coast to coast too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have yeah. to be respectful of spirit for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I even you know, and people say, "Oh, it's demonic," or this and that. It was no, you know, it could have been just an old ornery mm-hmm. sucker when he was alive, and he's old and ornery when he's dead. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that it's a demon. It just means that he's just not happy. We, yeah. we do demons do exist. Right. We do believe that that there is evil out there. I mean, um, but for instance, like when we went to the Abbey and. Uh, Colorado and uh, what is it, Canyon City? Yeah. He had saw something. You could tell that's uh, sure, sure. So we were doing an investigation at the old Abbey. It's in Canyon City, Colorado. It uh, was sanctioned by the Vatican. It was actually built in the late 1800s, and uh, <clears throat> it was uh, as the, the, the seal of Saint Benedict. Uh, it was reported that you know some. Uh, Exorcisms were done there, and uh, being that the seal of Saint Benedict is on the uh, building, that whatever's in there stays in there. 
not leave. So even if you go in there and the attachment attaches to you, once you walk out those doors, that that demonic being or whatever attached to you, you can go ahead and stay there. Uh, so that's just to fill you in on a little backstory. So we were we were down in the basement, and it was myself, um, a lady named. Uh, yeah, we were actually going Adrian. down the stairs. Right, we were going down the stairs. I was first because I was oh it's dark down here, but I'm the band. I'm, I'm a, you know, because we had, it was it was nothing but women. You know, we had three women with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be the big tough guy. Right. So I walked down in the dark, and I walked through what appeared to be a smell of sulfur. Well, the lady behind me says, "Do you smell that? It smells. It just smells of sulfur." And then when I turned around, now I'm at a T. I'm at there's a hallway this way, this way, ahead of me and behind me. So I'm at a T. I'm at a cross in the middle of the cross. And when I turned with my flashlight, one of the doors was open in the hallway, and hanging over this door was a figure. Uh, the best way I can explain it is that um, I looked up pictures on the internet. is a rake. It looked like a rake. It was it was gangly, smooth skin, mm -hmm. big black eyes. To me, it felt like minutes, but I knew it was only seconds. You know, right. I saw it, and it flew off the back of the door. And I had, I froze and I turned and I said, that's it. I'm done. Cause I didn't know where this thing was going to go. I didn't see yeah. it anymore. So I, I run past her going up the stairs and she goes, where are you going? I said, I know what I saw. I'm not going down there. So that, that was, but I'm not saying it was demonic. I'm not saying it yeah. didn't harm me. Did I feel threatened? Kind of because it shocked me. You know, yeah. when you're shocked, you know, you, in that moment of shock, you do feel threatened. And so me and the three girls, I mean, the other two girls went down there and it was so strong. The smell of sulfur was so strong. Like, so. And um, if you don't I, have I, the tools or know how to deal with that, right. then it, safety is an issue, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely get back there one day. We, we, you know, he definitely wants to face his uh, face my fear, fear. You know, not really a fear; it's more out of curiosity. We, we packed it up and, yeah. and and we ended up leaving. Like after he, he one went. of the girls did, left the same night because we, yeah. we had to stay over. They had a place there where we could stay, and one of the girls says, "No, I'm not even going to stay here. We're leaving." <laughs> But yeah, so. I mean, going back a second time, it's it you are a little more prepared for what you're going into. So yeah, you and, know, and understanding go, different tools. We're not gonna go in there like it's a demon though. Like no. even though we smell yeah. sulfur and it looked oh. like a ring, we're gonna go in there because it might be an entity that's stuck there that just wants to share its story. So we're gonna go in there yeah. with, with 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 you know love and compassion. And if it tries to tear us up, as long as we got the camera rolling, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny there's a location that um i uh have investigated a number of times and there is a, a crotchety dude in there that starts saying demon when there's new people just because he doesn't want the company he doesn't want people there and people hear demon and they go and and we know that he's just saying it because he's grumpy like he's right. he, he's mm -hmm. legit miserable and he so he's doesn't want us there so uh, approaching it so ed is asking a question sorry we're just gonna we're just gonna come right. to some of these questions or catch up a little bit with some comments as well too question time do you all feel more dimensional activity is taking place um and are we mistaking a lot of paranormal for ufology 
and vice versa. That's a good question. I wouldn't say UFOlogy, but yeah, alien. A alien. Yeah, uh, interdimensional aliens. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I say that all the time. Uh, how do you know? Like, I, I don't have abilities to see spirits like you do. So you know 100% who you're talking to. Me, I'm taking a guess, you know? Like, so I always tell Paul, okay, well, let's redirect. Let's change it from did you die and, you know, like, what in, what dimension are you from? You know, like, what are you? You know, can you tell us what you are? You know, going into that that line of questioning, because we might be talking to interdimensional aliens and yeah. not paranormal at all. I mean, our spirits at all. Right. And there are. But, I mean, you, you have different realms. There is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you believe in, in strength theory, I mean, I'm more of like the science based guy. So, you know, you either believe in the Big Bang Theory in strength theory but if you believe in strength theory is all of the universes are stacked on top of each other and it's constantly moving and sometimes universes touch so who's to say the beings in that universe aren't crossing over through that that, that plane you know just for that yeah. glimpse for that second uh yeah. so yeah i mean i i do i do believe it's possible i do believe that you know it's interdimensional beings uh coming over and are being mistaken for uh, spirits in some cases. Yeah. I mean, I do believe that spirits, you know, do walk there too you know, from the spirit room, but I do believe there's other rooms out there that, you know, are just interdimensional aliens. I think shadow men, they come from their own, their own realm. I think and it, it's a void of light because we can't see that, you know, their true shape, you know? So you get, you have shadow figures, you have creepers, you have, um, the man in a hat, you know, they're, they're all shadow people, you know, that, that could be from their own rim and they're just void of this light that we can see, you know, it's a, it's a type of light we can't see. So we only make out their shadows. Yeah. And, and it's darker than dark. Like people yeah. who have not seen a shadow figure black. may not understand, like you are in a dark black room and you are still seeing something that's even darker. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, you know, I, and I find that a lot of the, like the shadows that are in your bedroom, they're watching you and they're watchers, you know, like people say they're demons. I was like, I don't think they're demons. They're just watching. But then to bring back to whenever I was investigating prior to Paul with my ex-husband, you know, the reason, one of the reasons why we, we, we didn't get along with the paranormal is because I went to an investigation one night. And then when we, we did a cleansing of the house, and this is one of the reasons why I don't do people's houses, because obviously I blotched it, uh, cleansed the house. It came home with me, it came home with my, my, the other investigator that was with me. And, um, and so my ex-husband had another, you know, another episode. Well, at this point we weren't getting along. So like he started gasping for air whenever, you know, like in his sleep. So I just elbowed him real hard. I'm like, I was like, Lay on your side, you know, and I went back to sleep. Well, he told me the next day that he something was choking him. He said that dark oh, figure yeah. was choking him. So I don't know. I don't know if they're if, if they are just watchers or they are something bad, but and, and different things. So um Daniel, uh, I was just I'm just gonna read your comment. I know I'm commenting a lot, but nice to know there are others going in with the correct understanding. And I and it's okay uh encouraging the comments. I'm doing my best to to keep up and and not interrupt. And sometimes I don't do that balance very well, but please know that we are um will at least showcase the the comment um up so that people can see them and I will we appreciate yeah, it. We appreciate the yeah. interaction and you got some great comments, great questions. Yeah, definitely great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, please uh, uh, bring it on. 
Yeah, exactly. So he's just, um, Daniel is spirit medium. Daniel is commenting again. You cannot make anything leave that doesn't want to. That's exactly what I was saying before, you know, like you you can, you can burn that sage, but I mean, once you break that energy up and that energy comes back, it's going to be mad at you. Yeah. I, I've had, um, really, uh, not nice comments come back at me, uh, uh, saying that maybe I don't play nice in the sandbox <laughs> because I've said like how I I will not tell somebody that I can cleanse their house and get rid of something because I'd, I it's a rabbit hole that I don't know for sure because somebody yeah. else can go in. I've been in a location where, where somebody has, um, you know, a medium has gone in and said that she's cleared it and there's nothing there. And I walk in and I'm still seeing and I got something there. So I I just feel there's so much that we don't understand and we don't know about that. I will never say that I'm an expert in any of it because I I feel like it's Christmas morning or wonder what's going to happen today. (laughs) Like There's something new all the time to learn. Yeah, I mean, and, and then the more you look into it, it seems like, yeah, it's like a rabbit hole. You just keep getting more and more and more. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Donna Jean is just saying, I'm too busy listening to remember to comment. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, we had one experience at, at my home with my oldest son, who's like 30 now and he was 16. That was definitely affecting him. And I went in a guns a blazing thinking that it was just me and not remembering that I have all my ancestors and divine team and those people supporting me from the other side as well, too. And I think that's a big part that we need to remember, like when we're doing these experiences, when we go into a a location or a place, we're bringing all our people in spirit with us as well, too. And and that can also affect a location, right? But yeah. that's that's that that being definitely was interdimensional because it growled at me and scratched and you know I had to leave and regroup and go back in with a different perspective and moving it out because it was it was not um, it was yeah. something else. Hi Denise, we're glad that you got here. Thank right, you very Dan. much, Daniel. Have a good night. Can we um, can we talk about Grumpy Miles Montana? Sure. Grumpy Miles Montana? That would be me. No. <laughs> so, so, so that was our, our, our children's book uh, Angela came up with. We, um, we actually made it for the grandkids, though. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Miles and the is it Miles and the Little Fairy or Miles and the Fairy? In the Little Fairy. fairy. In the Little yeah. Fairy. Yeah, it was it's it's to teach a lesson of um, all you need is friends. That's Art. basically Art. It, you know. Um, that uh, you don't have to be grumpy. It's about yeah, it's about keeping your attitude in check, you yeah. know, because like what you bring to the table is what you're gonna get in return. You act you act like a jerk to people, they're going to act like a jerk back. It works in the paranormal field, too. You act like a jerk to the spirits, they're going to be a jerk to you back. Mm-hmm. But same thing with Bigfoot. He goes acting like a jerk to people, and people going to be a jerk. <laughs> and that's Miles Montana. He's a Bigfoot. Yeah, he's a Bigfoot. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we have their book on, on Amazon. It is. Uh, if you want to check it out, and, and, Miles Montana. And the, we, a good friend of mine, I've been friends with her for about 25 years now. She's an artist. Um, and 
she did all the illustrations. Um, so it's art by Leanne. You can find her on Facebook. She did a fantastic job. Um, and if you go to, uh, I know that we have it scrolling on the bottom, but for the listeners, because we do have a large audio, um, uh, a large audio component to this as well too. A lot, a lot of people listening audio afterwards. So it's enigmaticexplorers.com and you've got all kinds of, of books um, that help support your adventures that you guys have. So, you know, encouraging everybody to go check it out. You can, and you link uh, to Amazon from your website as well too. So they can see all of the different, you have log books. Can you talk about the other things that you've got on the site for people? Yes. Yeah, so we have journals. Log for Bigfooting, which is, uh, you know, for field guides, you know, like where you can mark down times you hear stuff. It's very important to keep notes. Um, we don't do it as much anymore because we're constantly recording everything that we do. So that's kind of our timestamps. So we make sure all of our times match and we're very precise on that. Um, but we used to write it all down. So, the, I mean, for people that aren't recording every, like in many different areas, it's important to write the time down that you heard the bump, you know, and if everybody's doing that, then you're going to have consistency. consistency, you know, especially with people that have uh, team members of 10 or more, you know, if you have a bunch of people in there and, and somebody sneezes and somebody's doing an EVP downstairs, they're going to think that they're going to, they just got the most coolest EVP ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's important to write down, especially with big groups, you know, usually it's either it's Paul and me and maybe one other couple usually, but we have got like the last one we went on was a big group. We, we didn't even do any audio or any evidence review because it's just too contaminated. You know, it, it's just, you know, I mean, so you have to do you go in with a different intention then when you know that it's that big of a group like you go just to have the experience of yeah. Unity and not necessarily the focus of right. getting evidence. It's more of a unity. It's more of uh, sharing our experiences, showing how we investigate. You know, right. which we try to pass on the way we investigate compared yeah. to what you see on the Travel Channel. You know, uh, it's not all about uh, the, the the jumping and the scare, and it's it's about the respect, the patience, the sitting there. You know, you go hunting. If you go hunting, you're not jumping all around the woods looking for a deer you're sitting there very quiet you know it's, it's kind of it's the same principle you sit there be respectful and, and you can go you yeah. can go that whole deer trip the whole weekend without catching any deer at all it doesn't always have to be three o'clock in the morning you right. can have interactions during the day too it doesn't have to necessarily right. have to be at night time investigated i we found the the hottest times between eight and eleven yeah and um so and, it's like and a residual was, closing time in the morning yeah. or eight and eleven at night in the afternoon in the evening okay. it was in the evening eight to eleven in the evening so it was like you know spirits are active uh we find at a certain time especially residuals so if you have like if you go to a place that had hours uh mm. you know and it's like at, at that time back then if that place closed then the activity is going to stop especially if it's residual if it's residual yeah um, I mean, especially like if you go to to a place and somebody cooked dinner at the same time every day, you know, you might hear that pots and pans. Or you might from that catch a whiff of food or, yeah, you know, from residual energy, mm -hmm. you know, at that certain point. So if they cooked at four or five o'clock in the afternoon, that's right. what time you're going to probably smell it. Yeah. Um, they, they collect in the polar room at six o'clock, you know, so at six o'clock, you might catch that whiff of cigar, cigar smoke, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I like it when cigars come in, actually. I like the smell of that and pipes, anything like that, even sweet, like cherry tobacco. When those, those smells come in, it's, I don't know if if it's, uh, you know, one of those memories for me that's connected to family as well, too. So there's some sort of comfort level in it. Right. If anybody is just joining us now, thank you so much for, for being a part of this. Uh, you are listening to Spirit Switchboard. I am your host, Carolyn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. So thank you guys. Uh, we have Paul and Angie, the enigmatic explorers. I was so worried I was going to mess up enigmatic. I was like practicing saying it today. <laughs> The name, and she tells me all the time. She goes, "Why did you have to come up with such a hard name to pronounce?" Because everybody, (laughs) everybody blotches it. Right, everybody blotches it. So it's it's okay. I mean, hey. Oh no, I get a gold star sticker today, man. I said it right. You did did great. When you first said it, I was like, "There she goes." There she goes. First person. First first, 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 person. What you did very well. It yeah. was more the spelling. I was, I, when I was typing it out for the website and, and, you know, doing the promos, I was making sure I was saying it out loud as I was typing it. So I didn't spell yeah. it wrong either. Right. But yeah. I think it's How a great you? name and it suits you. It really does. That's it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. And it's hard coming up with names com- is, is hard. Or, 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 uh, uh how you say acronyms or, or, you know, everybody can say, Oh, you're the mysterious explorers. But I wanted to be a little, a little brainy, you know, I said, well, what's, what's the same thing as mysterious, you know, that's, it's, so we kind yeah. of did enigmatic. And and we do yeah, it yeah. also. It's perfect. You know, yeah. we, we, we do the, you know, the cryptic. Anything mysterious. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's Portals, all you know, high uh, strangeness. Anything yeah. high strangeness, right? Yeah. Anything unusual. I, I, Yep. You know, like um, even even like Crater Lake, you know, just because it, it's, you know, made from an android. I'm curious asteroid. about an asteroid. I'm sorry. What did I say? Android. Uh. R2-D2. <laughs> and, you know, like just, you know, like things like that. I want to jump in that water because it's supposed to be like kind of, yeah, well, kind of prohibited. You know, you're not supposed to go in the water according to, you know, the Indian legends over there because of so many deaths being in there. All right, Indian. In, I mean, uh, Crater Lake's in Oregon. It's in Oregon. Yeah. For those mm. that don't know. Yeah. So I mean, that yeah, was like one. Of thank you. There was another lake that <laughs> I was looking um, at, and I was trying to find somebody to come on to talk about it. And now I, I, I'm having a brain fog, and I can't remember. But I'm like you. You hear these like obscure stories, and you just want to know more, right? Yeah. I mean, it just. I love hearing the story, like. Like hearing a story, like why we do history and hauntings because we love the history. But I mean, I dig in deep, you know, I want to find out like what this person was like, you know, who am I talking to? Who am I trying to communicate with? You know, and and it just just makes it, you know, all that more special when you, you you're in their home, you know, you're sitting where they probably sat a hundred years ago, you know, or Michelle is just um, asking, she says, fun question. What would be your calling card if you were to haunt a place? So how would oh, you, you come could. through? So I would, you I pass blow me in the ear. Can you blow my ear? I just blow in the ear. How would you do that? That's, that's my haunting calling card. I would just <laughs> blow in the ear. <laughs> Let's go. 
So you want to see the same reaction, like the small clip of you getting your ear tight. That's it. I just want that. Oh, what was it? Was that the air conditioner or was that actually yeah. somebody blowing in my ear? <laughs> I'd probably be more dramatic, like moving stuff and slamming stuff. Yeah, mine's more subtle. Let yeah, be you'd subtle. be more subtle than me. I, I'd i probably like try to get a rise out of everybody. But I mean, uh, I, I, I would hope that I'd be on the other side trying to help teach what we really are. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah, like yeah. It's gotta, they have spirits out there that that wants to. I mean, th unless there's some kind of rule book that says they can't, you know, like. I just want to have fun. I just want to. Just, yeah, that's what I want to do. Just. You know. I, I think that honestly, I don't want to be stuck. So hopefully, I get recycled. So do you? See, I don't know about the recycling. <laughs> I don't know where I. I don't know where I. I. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know if I'd want to come, come back around. I would, I'd be willing to help them. End, you know, like, why would I want it to end? You know, like, this life is going to end. I mean, from the minute we're born, our bodies start dying. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not going to live forever. Everybody dies. Um, but, like, to know that possibly I'm going to be reincarnated and do it all over and have a whole new adventure with a whole new family and a new husband and new kids, you know, it's, it's exciting. You know, it's like, you know, it's, no, it sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, you know, you just, you just gotta grab the concept is you gotta live your best life. You gotta do things while here, you're, while you're here, you have to, if you're not, yeah. if you're not living your best life, then you're wasting your life. You can't work um, all the time and you got you gotta live. You gotta enjoy it. You gotta get off the couch. You can't just watch TV. You need you need more than two weeks vacation a year. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Agreed. And uh kiddo that moves to places that gives you an opportunity to explore your passions at the same time too. So you know, that's uh I think, Michelle, if I was to answer that question, I think because everybody talks about or comments about uh, my laugh and giggle, I'd probably be the one that it sounds like a laugh coming from like another floor in the house. And then when you're up there, because we do, we have that happen at one location, the same place as the grumpy dude where somebody will whistle. If you whistle, they'll whistle back, but they whistle from a different floor. So then when you go down to that floor and you do it again, they'll whistle from above. So I think that they just have fun watching us yeah. hiking back and cool. forth, yeah. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That'll be me. Making everybody run around. <laughs> <laughs> but you're but right. Another, like, thing noticed, another thing I've noticed is like residual energy doesn't just come from the deceased. Us living people, like people tell me all the time, I think I have a mimic in the house because I heard my daughter's voice and she's not even here. I'm like, well, does your daughter have a lot of energy? Because she could be expelling that energy mm. being alive, you know? Um, and I Telekinesis is something that people have a hard time talking about. You know, they, they don't necessarily, I think people want it to be the demon or they want it to be, it's hard for people to have accountability of some of the activity that happens in their own house. Mm -hmm. I don't know I if think. you've had that experience or, you know. Um, yeah, my mother's like this. Like when my mother comes over or I used to live in another, you know, in another life, <laughs> uh, she'd come over and that energy would be there. Uh, and it was her energy, you know, you could hear her voice, even though she was sleeping, you know, that kind of uh, residual energy of her, because she's just a strong energy, 
she is such right. a strong young. Well, I, I, I know a friend has a, um, I mean, he's older now, uh, but Alaska in the winter and that little guy could manifest sand in his bath water because he wanted to be at the beach. Oh, like wow. we are yeah. much more powerful than people want to take credit for. Right. Like we, yeah. we are, we are powerful beings. Yeah. We, we don't even know our limits because we just, we, I mean, we, you know, we, we, if we, if we could open up to full capacity, there ain't no telling what we can do. Right. That's right. Gorgeous just asking, do you think that you have a past life? And he's saying he dreams of his. Um, I, I believe in reincarnation. So I do believe, yes, that people do have past lives. I, I don't remember any of mine. So I have no experiences. I don't have any connections. I do feel a connection to witchcraft. But I don't feel any connection to Salem where a lot of witches say, oh, I got this strong connection to Salem. I don't have that. But I do have a strong connection to Irish witchcraft. So maybe may, my, my ancestors are, you know, a lot of Irish ancestors. So maybe that's why, because I didn't have that, you know, that, that heritage or that line where, you know, they were treated poorly instead in Ireland, they were treated with much more respect and, you know, people yeah. took care of what you yeah. there, you know? Uh, I don't too much believe in past lives. I believe we are, I believe in the multi-universe theory that there's infinite us's. Uh, so I, you have dreams of places you've never been, people you don't know. I believe you're tapping into that other person in another universe. Uh, Maybe to, when those and, worlds are right, touching. When, when those when those worlds are touching, you're tapping into their memory, or you're tapping into something. Because I've had those. I've had a lot of those where you know I'm at yeah. a place I've never been, or I'm talking to somebody I've never met. And uh, but as far as past lives go, I mean, it's possible. I don't, I don't rule it out. I'm open-minded when it comes to it. I don't know. Only way, there's only one way I'm going to find out, right? So, yeah. And I always, I, I don't discount it. I just say, you know, if there was a past life, I will assume that I have been it all. I have been nasty and good, and I've been male and female, and I've been a mom, a dad. I've been, I, you know, I just yeah. figure I've been it all. If I, and then. Because I, I watch people focus on past lives so much that they, they're not present in this moment. They're so caught up in, you know, this story that might explain why they have a passion about something here instead of just flowing with the passion that they have here. So right. yeah. I just like kind of, it is what it is in this moment. And okay, now I'm taking a breath and now I'm on to the next moment. <laughs> like we're just, this is how far I want to go, you know? Yeah. And then also with that, I believe, like Paul was saying earlier, you know, like your genes have a huge part of that, too. Because, um, like I said, I never grew up with my dad until after my divorce. And then when I moved in with my dad, I find out I'm exactly like that man. Like our brains are just like same on sync and never grew up with him. But yet I'm probably out of all four of his kids. I'm five, five of his kids. Sorry, forgot his brother. But out of all, all of the kids, I'm, I'm probably the closest like him, you know, on the, the, you know, interest in different levels of paranormal and hike. I mean, all my brothers hike, but like just being into nature and everything. Contessa is just asking, what about experience? A lot of deja vu. Do you have that on locations? You guys have been all over the place. Have you ever had a deja vu yeah, moment places, on a location? Yeah, there's some places we've been. It's kind of like I've been here before. I know when we went to Deadwood, South Dakota, 
uh, if they felt like um, when we were at the campsite and uh, I just looked around. I'm like, man, I just got deja vu. I remember the scenery. So there is times, you know, I remember uh, having deja vu. Yeah, and I, I've gotten deja vu a couple of times, but I'm thinking it's just like a brain glitch. I don't, I'm not really sure, to be honest. And they can go back to like, like my theory of the multiverse where, you know, there's a you in another yeah. universe that was there, say, the day before. Yeah, and, and, and then when you get it, it's like, man, I really feel like I just said that before. You know, right. like we just had that same, and it feels really strong. So, yeah, I don't know, but it, it could just be a brain glitch. I mean, our brains do weird things. I had that in Tupelo, Mississippi, really? of all places. I know, weird, right? So I'm like, I don't know, I was in my early 40s, and it was the first time I was like really leaving Canada and going into the States, and I went to Tupelo, Mississippi, and it felt like home. Like, there was weirdness in weird places through Mississippi that felt like home to me. It was, it was weird. I like, was very sad when I was leaving Mississippi to come back here. And I didn't even tell my family. I got in the car. I went down to meet people. I drove 16 hours by myself and then told my family that I was in Mississippi. Oh, wow. <laughs> but there was just something. There was something, right? Yeah. I mean, and that, that could, yeah. That deja vu feeling is, um, can be very intense for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because it definitely feels like it's something you already did. It, it's very strong. Mm -hmm. But no, I've never I've never gotten it. Like I've never walked into a place and I've never felt like I've had a past life catch up on me. I've never had that feeling, you know. So maybe, no. you know, maybe I'm just not from here or my, you know, like none of my spirit. Maybe I'm new to America. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so it, it just nothing seems familiar to me, not in that sense. But I have had deja vu like saying stuff right so maybe there is a little more to that that theory of multi universes layered on top of it we all share the reason why i'm like really strong well, i believe planet. that too though yeah. i i believe that you know we're all part of that bigger collective consciousness and and we're contributing constantly right so being mindful yeah. of what, what we're contributing to right yeah. Are we contributing in a positive way or in a negative way? So yeah. you know, I've taught my kids, like, so when you're spewing shite, you got to clear, cancel, and delete that. <laughs> Roll it back in. <laughs> Do you really want that out there? Right. Sure. right. Don't put it out there. <laughs> clear, cancel, and delete that. Yeah. Uh, where are you guys? Um, the Patreon. That was something I'd like you guys to talk about as well, too. Is that something that, you know? Patreon. No, we we deleted the Patreon because uh, it's not, I it's deleted. Not part of, oh, yeah. We we just because we put everything that we find out there, so there's like nothing really left to add. You know, like so we, we share right, right. Yeah, we, we share now we we might we might open it back up, but I mean honestly, like there's no reason to have different. You know, like having people pay to see our stuff, so. But, you know, I mean, we so, do it because we love it. Okay. Not that I still don't think that you are fabulous people. But today when I was like reading through the website and I was like scrolling around, I'm like, I'm a Patreon. Oh my God, these guys are fabulous. I don't know how they have time to do all of this shit. And I'm like, okay, now you're like regular normal people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That, 
yes, I'm normally doing because I'm like, because it is, it's time consuming just what we do on a regular basis and adding all those extra streaming places and and supporting people and, and what they expect once they get to all those different platforms is a lot. It's a lot. Yes. Yes, because I mean, on Patreon, you got to show them something different for them to pay money for. And like, well, I really didn't have anything right. different. I was yeah, just sharing everything already. Everything out, right. um, you know, I've always liked editing. I always wanted to to produce movies. You know, and and I, you know, shared this online not too long ago. But you know, I used to make my kids be the little actors. You know, and used to <laughs> dress like uh, one we did uh, Little Red Riding Hood, and my middle daughter was the Big Bad Wolf. So we did full, you know, uh, wolf mask uh, with the what do you call prosthetics. Prosthetics, and my daughter played the part of the the granny, my oldest daughter, and then my baby played Little Red Riding Hood. My son was the woodsman. You know, so I used them as little actors, and then they got too old, and it just kind of, they're like, Mom, I don't want to do this. It's not cool no more. So, you know, it's not pretty cool. No, excuse me. But all of that stuff still contributed to what you're doing now, right? Yeah, well, it, it it's... I'm picking it back up now. And that's with the history and hauntings. I'm going back to editing, which, you know, I really enjoy to do. I mean, I'll never get famous on it because of the fact that, you know, like I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert editor, but I have fun doing it. I enjoy it. So maybe you need to start clear canceling and deleting that shite too. When you're saying I'm never going to be famous doing that because it's your personality. People are drawn. Like I was drawn to you guys immediately and knew that I wanted to have this conversation, have you on the show, just, the the energy between the two of you, the energy that you bring to the locations, how you interact with spirits and the people, that's what drew me to you. So more and more people are going to be drawn to you that way. So you can't, you don't know what's going to happen next. I would just we keep doing what you're don't. doing. Yeah, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep doing, okay, I should say my goal is not to become there famous. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just keep enjoying my best that's life. That's it. We just, we and just you're open out. to whatever comes. Yeah, like if you don't like what I put out, don't watch it. But I'm gonna yeah. do it because I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think that when we um approach any of those things that we do with authenticity and integrity, um, it can be felt. And then the right people are going to come to us. And the and the squawkers um uh are irritated for their own reason. <laughs> and and yeah. they can just, you know, go where they need to go. Yeah, well we, we do it because we enjoy sharing stuff. We enjoy mm -hmm. sharing experience. Like when we, we went out West, you know, we were posting pictures on Facebook of the Buffalo and the donkeys and the antelope yeah, and, and the that, mountains. We, we shared it because we want to share. We want people to experience what we experience. Yeah. And the best way to do that is through film and pictures. Yeah. 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 And, and um, for people like me, like in, that I've never seen, you know, Buffalo and you're part of the, the country that, you know, you guys are opening it up so that people, from all over can see it as, as fast. Yeah, we, we were, had, in, were you in Florida? Where, didn't you just? Yeah, we, we in Florida. Florida with the main trees. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we just we went to Florida a couple weeks, weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, I was watching your travel post. That was <laughs> that was a yeah, long journey. We, the whole time we went out west, like the four months we were camping, we we documented everything. And then I got hacked on Facebook. I fell for one of those little text scams or whatever. Got hacked mm -hmm. on Facebook. And Facebook deleted my account, so I lost all those pictures, like everything. Like it was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was heartbreaking because that was our whole trip, and I only documented it there. Wow. So I was like, 
Yeah, it's like, man, we just lost our whole, all of our projects, all of our research, like that I shared. Like that's I mean, gutting. Twenty years, because I was on Facebook for twenty years under that account. Twenty years, of my kids growing up, I lost it all. So yeah, it killed me. <laughs> so did you bring some witchy voodoo to that that scenario, so that that karma energy goes back to where? <laughs> Cause, cause I would have gotten a jar right away. (laughs) (laughs) You mess around, let's send some energy back at you. Yeah, there, there was definitely some of that, but with that, I was just kind of like, what did I even do? Cause at that point I didn't even know what I did wrong. Like, I don't know how I got hacked until like I had started a new Facebook and I read somebody's post and they're like, Hey, watch out for this scam. I was like, Oh, that's the one I fell for. Yeah, that's, it's hard lessons. I'm not trying to flip my own boat, but I'm pretty intelligent. So for me to fall for it, I'm just embarrassed. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Hats off to whoever did it. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like, I'm very computer literate, you know, like, it's not like they got somebody that, that was, you know, just not knowing what they're doing. I know better. They got me. (laughs) So be careful out there. They're good at what they're doing. Um, I want to go back to Bigfoot again. I Bigfoot is everything for me. <laughs> it's I have like Bigfoot keychain, and I, I had this for the longest time. It was like this little air freshener in my car. So, it, but it was a Sasquatch. So I would hold it up over like the road signs from the car, and I would just take traveling pictures with my Sasquatch everywhere that I went, as well uh-huh. too. Are there places? I guess. Well, there's so many places to go, but are there places top on your list besides where your son is moving to that you haven't been to yet that you would yeah. like to check out? Well, uh, we want to go to Minnesota. Minnesota um, is a big place. Yeah. Uh, Northern California to uh, mm-hmm. Olympia National Park or State Park. Yeah. Olympia um, Olympia is um, the one in Washington. Yeah, but it runs through Northern uh, California too. And then, the, yeah, we want to hit all the the nationals and all. Um, like you were saying, mm-hmm. I want to go to Sedona. Um, I want to go, you know, meditate on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our next, our um, next big I want to go to Montana and oh. I want to go to the Montana vortex over there. Um, Tell me about the Montana vortex. I don't know about that. It's one of you. There's a couple of, I know there's one in California, but in Montana, it, it's a little area where things just are off balance. So it should roll down, but it rolls up. Those kind uh. of rooms. And um, I don't want to blotch his name, but I know his name is Joe. And he, him and his wife, Tammy, own it. And they, they were inviting us to go. And we actually got jobs. We, we had jobs lined up, and we were going to move there. But we ended up moving to Colorado for a year instead. Yeah, so the Ozarks are a big, big spot for yeah. us, to, you know. When we go do our filming, the next two months is going to be in the Ozarks in, in Arkansas. There's a lot, a lot of Bigfoot sightings along yeah. along the border of uh, uh, Oklahoma, the Buffalo River. Well, along the Buffalo River, but going toward uh, the border of Arkansas and Oklahoma, there's been a lot of sightings lately. So, right. Uh, Grace just saying HOH forest. H-O-H in North forest. Yeah. Um, Donna G's asking, does he prefer Bigfoot right, Sasquatch? Based on the reading, so Bigfoot's the United States, of course. Sasquatch is Canada. Yeti is the uh, Asian, the East. Um, 
just like uh, Australia has their own version. Yeah. But I mean, not everybody believes right that. That's that's what we believe. Like if you ask my dad that same question, my dad would say, no, a Sasquatch is very different than a Bigfoot. A Sasquatch is, is, is bigger and it's meaner, where a Bigfoot is more of a softer. And I saw this episode. It was actually years ago. This episode uh, aired on a travel channel, I believe, where it was a lady who lived in Oklahoma, had a resident Sasquatch. And uh, it would come to her house and she'd feed it. So I'm familiar with this case. So Casey and Lee is just commenting um, for those who are listening to us audi um, audibly later. There was a lady who befriended a Sasquatch Bigfoot. Can't remember her name. Also got to know about that on the Art Bell show. Yeah. And there, there's a lot, a big community out there that believes that the Bigfoot uh, are forest people like uh and in the more mm -hmm. you get to know them the more the more they'll get closer to you you know and they do offerings and they have a very close relationship with with these bigfoots you know i mean but then you got people like my dad who are saying no they're scary monsters that want to eat you you know so you got two different sides to it um i know when we went up to kentucky with squash man um indiana in indiana, indiana with uh squash man you know it was it was he was introducing us to the forest people and you know like you could hear him you could hear you can hear they were all around and, us yeah. and they, they, they interacted as far as like hitting trees throwing acorns do you guys whoop back and is there a specific screech sound that happens consistently before sound like have you noticed any sort of consistent it, sound the sound that you hear it's 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 like a howl it's it's more like um how can i explain it the ones we've heard, if you watch like uh, nature channels, you hear a howler monkey. I don't yep. know if you know what a howler monkey sounds like. It's more along the, a call like that. It's 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 it's, uh, it's definitely primate. So when you listen to like you know uh, gorillas, chimpanzees, uh, but the most, I guess the closest I would say would be like a howler monkey. Uh, it's just a loud then, howl, it's like a but, yeah. But then it, it's a deep, like it ends on a deeper note, right? But, and is um, there a response or is it just one? Have you guys heard or captured? Yeah, no, yeah, we just we just heard the one. And um the tree knocks. Now when when deers hit their antlers on a tree, it it it, it sounds like a big boom, you know. It it and mm. I think a lot at first I was like, well, no, they're just hearing the you know, anybody that goes out and does a lot of you know exploring in the woods, you know, you'll you'll hear that a lot. But when you actually hear a tree knock, it, it's really loud. Yeah, so so a tree, it's like a screaming howl. It's like a screaming howl, right? So what she's explaining is like when when you hear, they call it a rattle. So when you hear deer during the rut, they'll they'll go and they'll they'll hit their antlers up against the tree to mark a tree, and it's a rattle. You hear it's it's you know it's a rattle. The best way to explain it, like a baby's rattle, it's like right. When it's a, a knocking on a tree it's hollow to hollow you ever take something like like a hollow piece of wood or two hollow pieces of wood and right, knock it right. together and echo that's that's the sound of the knocking hmm. do you make sure that people know where you're at yeah. before you go this is no. kind of okay. no. but, you're as I bad mean, as me yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, we give them a general vicinity uh we'll be in wyoming yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we don't even know where we're gonna be, right. like into where there. So I mean, it, right. it it doesn't 
so good to tell somebody because we're probably going to be somewhere else anyway. Um, right. But like that's I, part of the adventure. And I suppose oh, if yeah, you guys definitely. have each other and you have some sort of protocol, if things go sideways, I'm assuming, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so we what? had a lot of, we had a lot of camping gear, so we could survive for a little while. Sure, we can survive That's for a while. Awesome. We have to bring first aid kits, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we know how to. We know how to hunt. Mm-hmm. We know how to just pack mud on a cut. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've gassed my foot open, and she tells me, "No, oh, just." Rub a little rub dirt, a little in, dirt it. in it. Uh, right? My <laughs> grandpa used to say old trappers never die. They just smell like it. <laughs> just, like, that was his like saying, right? And it is it is very different. Like being in the woods is, um, I don't know, a sense of freedom to it. Uh, there's just some freedom to it. Whether you have the experience or not, it's it's grounding and centers you. And I, and I really do believe that you have a, a stronger understanding of what uh, what's meaningful, you know, what's important in life when you uh, take that time to spend in, in nature that way. Meditating in nature is the best way to do it. You just get one with nature and it's amazing. I don't understand all these city folks that, you know, that, oh my God, there's bugs. Oh, I don't never, t- like, I don't understand it because that's not how my mind works. My mind is all for nature, 100%. I mean, right now we, we're on five acres in the middle of nowhere. In a swamp. In a swamp. <laughs> you know, that's where we're living right now. You know, and, you know, I, I don't miss the city at all. I grew up, you know, right outside of new orleans you're getting an invitation there we go there we go come to northeast washington state yeah contact us we'll 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 make it happen we'll we'll be up in washington this year so we'll make it happen i don't think do you want to do a shout out where they can find you sure um you could, our website is uh, animaticexplorers.com. You can find anything, our Facebook, our TikTok, our YouTube, our email, everything's on that website. All the so, links. yeah, Click all on my, the links. yeah, all my, you could just go to the contact us page. It's our email and it also has all of our website, our different. So, we have four different Facebook accounts. We have mine which is Paul Johnston, we have Angela Johnston, then we have Haunted History. Haunted, no, we have uh, History and Hauntings, and then we History have Internet Explorers right. page. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you guys all, are good. Give, give all four a follow. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, like, subscribe, follow. Caring is sharing, so share out the videos as well, so yeah, too. Yeah, definitely subscribe to our YouTube page. We're putting out a lot of content. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we love to share. We like to hear back. We like the comments. We like the likes. Not so much the dislikes, but we do like the likes. <laughs> yeah. We we shared those manatees, and like three people dislike. I say, how you dislike a fish? Again, it's grumpy. You just don't know if somebody's having a bad day. So enigmatic. If you watch the little ticker along the bottom of the the video, E-N-I-T-M-A-T-I-C. So you're close. Close. Close is this bedroom? No, you got enigmatic. Oh, how do you spell after you answer that question? Yeah, yeah, enigmatic. Yeah, give us a follow. I had, I had Jeff Belanger on on the show, and same thing. I was practicing spe- saying his name, and then I said it like a 
good Canadian Belanger as soon as he got as soon as he got on. <laughs> and so like I think it's just, you know, one of those things where you have to roll with it and and be yeah. okay. Enigmatic, I did good today. Enigmatic, yeah. I did well. Well, this this was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for, for hanging well, thank out. You. Thank yeah, you for having us on. Um I will uh, share the links with you guys as well, too, if you're wanting to, you know, post that anywhere as as well. Uh, thank you very much, everybody that was hanging out in the chat and, and asking questions and uh, being part of the conversation. We, we appreciate you very much. If you guys want to... Um, Hang out. Uh, the show coming up uh, next uh, with the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network is with Jeffrey Pritchett, our, our host of Church of Babis. He'll be coming on next. And next week, I'm going to be having uh, Julie Kraus. Uh, she is a, a spiritual advisor. She's been connecting with the other side since she was a little girl. And we'll be talking about our natural intuitive abilities and finding uh, community uh, to support that. So thank you so much to the United uh, Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7, New Orleans. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. Thank you. Take care. Have a good night, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.